The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Thousands of acres of top quality farmland being converted to solar farms. But are we getting the rollout right? In a push to become more environmentally friendly and energy self-sufficient, are we rushing it to meet our obligations to save the planet? Henry McKean has visited County Meath. Henry, what have you been finding? Oh, Bobby, your own county, Kilkenny, Wexford and Waterford, they're getting big solar farms, but so is County Meath. I drove around East Rural Meath and some parts, believe it or not, Bobby, it's just one big solar farm construction. Um, Here is a concerned local resident, Lorna Lyons. She's actually married to a farmer. We can't say farmer's wife anymore, can we? Um, But she's a farmer. Let's just call her a farmer. She's a farmer. She's absolutely a farmer. Um, she, She isn't going solar but uh, she was approached for her farm to be converted. Uh, and we actually did this interview uh, when we came across a solar farm. Well, this is actually just one of very many that are approved. And we currently have 5,000 acres of Grade 1 agricultural land that is approved by Meath County Council for solar farms. So for me, being a Dublin girl, that's the equivalent to 1,000 Croke Park stadiums, all in East Meath alone. How do you feel about all this land? This is prime land. This is good land. Um, It's been given to solar for perhaps 20 to 50 years. I feel that renewable energy is hugely important to all of us and we all see that this is the way to, to plan for our future. But I feel that the unfairness by putting it all in our doorstep just because of where we are positioned to Blanchardstown and to Finglas and to Dublin so that it is cheaper for the developers to get the energy from this land to their grid. Uh, We would be taking a very different approach here in Ireland. In the rest of Europe, uh, they would put biodiversity first and foremost. And I've gone there to have a look at how they do the similar things. And they would divide, they would not have this volume of one thing in one area because you can't have biodiversity in its very nature by having all of this land under one purpose. The developers would say that this land can still be used and it will be ideal for biodiversity, but there is nowhere in Ireland that we've put panels in with sheep. So that's the way the government get around this agricultural land versus green land. Very interesting. Concerned local resident in the Ratoth area of East Mead, Lorna Lyons, Um, Obviously very concerned there, Henry. Um, What are the solar farm companies actually saying? Yeah, there's many, many companies, um, but I got to speak to Statcraft. Uh, They are Europe's largest generator of renewable energy. Statcraft, Ireland develops, owns and operates renewable energy projects across onshore wind, offshore wind and solar that we're talking about battery storage and grid services, a real professional-friendly outfit. Uh, Stratcraft Ireland, they're building a large 600-acre solar farm in County Meath, which could power 40,000 homes, or basically nearly all of Blanchestown, just next door. I got to meet J.P. O'Brien, Head of Project Delivery for Solar in Ireland, and we did a tour. We're uh, standing in Ballamacarney Solar Farm, uh, which when it's complete, it will be Ireland's largest solar farm. It's a 200-megawatt solar farm covering uh, four different sites, uh, totaling about uh, 600 acres of land. Um, so things are going really well and we hope to be fully finished with the whole project uh, later on this summer uh, when we'll be connecting um, the 200 megawatts to the grid. What do you say to concerned residents that think that perhaps there's too much solar going into County Mead? They feel that we're giving away too much of the land and good land to solar. Um, 
Well, um, there are quite a number of solar farms with planning in County Mead, but um, uh, the thing with solar is that you need to have good access to grid, and the grid network in County Mead is quite robust. There is availability to connect to the grid, so that's why this area is of interest to solar developers. Um, but that said, solar is very low-impact uh, uh, energy source. Uh, for example, as we were driving around there, you could see that it's not, it's not a very high uh, uh, installation. The back of the panels is about 2.5 metres, and typically uh, the hedges, hedge grows around this area are also about 2.5 metres, 3 metres. So for most people who aren't trained, they will drive past these solar farms without even knowing they're there. When it comes to biodiversity, we can hear birds singing. Mm-hmm. You've been involved in solar for many years. What do you say about biodiversity? Will we, will we lose it? Well, um, interestingly, um, before we came here to build a solar farm, this land would have typically been a monocrop, either grassland for grazing cattle or growing some form of cereal. Um, when we're finished here, uh, we will uh, sow various different types of grass. We will let the hedges grow. Uh, we will encourage biodiversity to come back into the area. And I've seen, having built these solar farms across the UK, I've seen, and there are studies there to show that you get a lot of small mammals returning, birds nesting, and uh, in general, the biodiversity increases. Um, so we're going from a monocrop to multiple different types of uh, animals and crops growing in, in, in the place. Uh, J.P. O'Brien from Statcraft there, who touched on the biodiversity, 600 acres. That's a big farm, Henry. Mm. I was in Cornwall recently, and I was really blown away by the prevalence of solar as you drove down through what is a huge county, uh, but it's everywhere. Yeah, um, Cornwall uh, is full of of these farms. And remember, uh, the UK perhaps are 10 years ahead of us with this. And Cornwall, again, is a a beautiful spot, absolutely stunning tourist area and uh, good land. But, you know, it's it's Easter and I did get to see an Easter bunny um, (laughs) and I did see some biodiversity just as I was there. uh, And um, Statcraft actually thinks it's going to actually have more biodiversity. And I've also seen plans of 5,000 acres of solar farms so that's a huge amount of land. Uh, about 20 different companies have started building or they've actually put in plans. Uh, here is uh, Gillian O'Toole, a Meath County Councillor in the Ratoth District. And you can drive a- around parts of uh, rural Meath and there's nothing, as far as you can see, but solar farms being built everywhere. We have an exceptionally high concentration of absolutely necessary renewable energy uh, farms, but do we need the quantum that we currently have? We have an imbalance. There has been no audit of the amount of land that's available for food production, for housing, for amenity space. It is renewable energy all the way, but we've lost the balance and I think we're going to regret it. We have abandoned the rule book. We don't have any guidelines in this country, but that's not to say that we ignore what the Germans, what the Swiss, what the Danes are doing. And the European directives that we are so fond of for absolutely everything else, we have turned a blind eye to them. So there is, a, yes, absolutely, there is. A, I would even go so far as to use a strong word as to rape the countryside. We have grade one, grade two, grade three A agricultural land, but we don't. We actually don't use that classification in this country. The UK does. We have no grading of our land, but the UK do not use their top grade land until all other avenues, brownfield sites, rooftops, etc., wasteland. That's used first, and unless you cannot use anything else, 
you do not use your best land. But we've thrown the baby out with the bath water here. Now, one part of me could say I'm a farmer's daughter and you could say, well, you can't blame the farmer because if you take the price, um, if you take uh, the price that's being offered, who would, who would say no to it? Because if you contrast that with the historical price, okay, prices at the minute are quite good for, for dairy produce, for, um, for beef, for lamb, etc., etc. But if you take the 25-year average, not so good. Somebody comes along and gives you a hefty price per acre and a nice 40-year contract. And that drilling behind us is the panels going in. Uh-huh. What is your message uh, to government? What is your message to farmers? I mean, they've been offered such a great price. They're making much more on these sonar panels than they would uh, if they had uh, you know, animals on the land or if they were growing a crop. To government, I would say get the guidelines in place and do an audit and balance and some lateral thinking. Think of all of the needs of the population of this country. Yes, we have our obligations, but a balanced approach. Strong words there from Councillor Gillian O'Toole, Henry. Mm. Um, You also spoke to the Minister, I believe. Yeah, I did. I got to speak to Pippa Hackett, the Minister for State at the Department of Agriculture. And she says the government has uh, basically gone big supporting farmers, putting up solar panels for their own use. Uh, She talks about cheaper electricity, grants for battery storage. But behind the scenes... I did meet some micro farmers, so just average, um, you know, farmers, dairy farmers, and they've told me privately they've had some issues with uh, solar panels being put up on their cow sheds or near their cow sheds being fitted poorly. Uh, and they've talked about um, them not being grounded properly and their animals' behaviour changing, meaning less milk. Uh, and I, I put this uh, to the minister. Uh, and these um, solar panels um, have been inspected, but have they been technically inspected? Meaning, have experts gone to see if they're actually working properly and fitted properly? Here is the minister, Pepper Hackett. I want to ask you a little bit about micro, the micro sector when it comes to uh, the standard S198 solar panel. So this is the one that's fitted in homes and in um, mm. you know, wooden framed homes as well. Um, but I'm hearing that they're being put on cow sheds and farms and stuff like that. How robust are they? And are they robust enough for an agricultural setting? Well, I I think we all realise that solar panels are a very mature technology now. We've seen the price come down um, as we've understood the technology more. Um, There's over a billion of those micro sector solar panels um, installed worldwide in all climates, on all types of buildings. Certainly mounting systems are designed to an EU standard um, and the number of fixings will increase for windier climates. So, you know, I I wouldn't have a concern at all about that. Um, Certainly the the risk is usually with liftoff rather than the weight. Um, and once they're bolted firmly to the structure, they should be fine. Also, I mean, I have been speaking to a couple of farmers uh, and they've spoken to me about, the, you know, the cows uh, and, you know, obviously the cows have four legs and they're underneath the solar-powered roof in milking parlours. Um, are these new solar panels being inspected properly with technical inspections? Because I have heard from some farmers that some of the animals, you know, they, they've suffered a little bit and... It hasn't always gone to plan. Um, well, certainly the, the solar panels that we would support from my department ha, you know, have to be of a certain specification. It's tried and tech- tested technology. Um, it's tried and tested mounting systems. And, you know, certainly if you follow the, you know, if the installers follow the proper instructions, um, they are really robust. Um, and there are many farmers, certainly with solar panels across the country. And I've seen more and more as, as I've travelled around the country. I want to ask you about technical inspections. Are we inspecting them enough? That's my, my final question. 
Um, ultimately, anything that's grant-aided under my department has to meet certain criteria. Um, and I think ultimately, once the panels have been installed and affixed um, properly, um, they should be fine. Henry, you touched on it there. Are we getting it right with Pippa Hackett? Are we getting it right? Yeah, I mean, this is interesting because I got to speak to Kevin O'Donovan from Statcraft. And remember, uh, these do the super farms. Uh, <clears> they don't do the micro that we were talking about there. Uh, so they are obviously doing everything correctly. And, you know, he, he talks about um, how we need to produce more electricity. We need to be more efficient, how it's cost effective. We're generating our own power. We're not relying on bringing in fossil fuels from other parts of the world. And he talks about the positives. He says China are doing it too. And also to say... Um, they're completely separate, uh, you know, what Statcraft are doing when it comes to their super farms compared to micro farms and small farmers. And I asked them about this uh, issue that some farmers are facing in their cow sheds. I guess anything built uh, to a poor standard, whether it be a house uh, 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 or any other type of building or structure, you, you could have problems. But I mean, what I can see is a fast growing industry in Ireland where solar panel installations are install in installers are uh, at a premium, to be honest. And um, I think, you know, that's something probably that does take time for that industry to mature and be able to uh, provide a good service. But, you know, whether it be going through SEAI recommended installers uh, or people just being sensible and ensuring they're using companies who've done a lot of these installations, then I'm very confident that it's, it's a fairly straightforward piece of work. I mean, we've seen the panels go on houses all over the country. It's a fairly straightforward piece of construction, and I'm sure that the vast majority of installers will be able to do it in a, in a good way and that people will benefit from generating power and getting paid for it on the grid. A confident Kevin O'Donovan from Statcraft there, Henry. You know, after all the people yes. you've spoken to, yeah. would you be comfortable that we're actually getting it right? Well, I think when it comes to the, the uh, super farms, uh, yes. I know people are are upset that we're using prime land in Meath and other parts of the country and we're giving it over to solar. Uh, so I think we're getting that right. But I think perhaps we're rushing, putting them up on, on farms and perhaps we've got a few uh, people out there that need to stop and just check and check again and just make sure we're getting it right. Um, here is J.P. <clears throat> O'Brien again out in the field and he is the, the head of project delivery for solar uh, and they're putting in this uh, super uh, solar farm out there in, in County Meath. These solar farms would have gone through a fairly rigorous planning process on board Panola would have obviously been involved at certain phases so I think we're following all those and they're very important to make sure that we are picking the right locations for these and that they have as little impact as possible on the locals um, but I do think we're getting it right um, we have to get more energy we have an energy crisis in Ireland as you know uh, we don't have enough energy production plants and Ireland um, is slower than the rest of Europe at embracing solar technology I worked in the UK 10 years ago where they were at this phase now they were just starting and very quickly uh, they ramped up and we're going to learn about all the mistakes they made across Europe and implement them here it's very low impact. People won't even notice these when they're built. As I said, they'll be hidden behind hedgerows. And I think um, it's a case of we need to put more infrastructure, energy infrastructure into Ireland. And this is a very good way to do it. An energy farm of this size um, can be built in a year, 18 months. Um, so um, we can roll these out very quickly, provided we've passed all the proper planning and so on. Follow the money, I say, Henry. Henry McKean reporting. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.